show now as we had to dive into the annals of football history. We went and found a corn husker, a buffalo. Beer. You want to talk about rabid fan bases? Like if they don't shell out for their guys, nobody does. But we went and got a guy that I, I think his position doesn't even exist anymore. We talk about right. the, the old flex and, and all that stuff. Nate Turner, welcome to the show, Nate. How you doing, brother? What's going on? Everything's good. Everything's good. Man, we really appreciate you giving us an opportunity to just come on the show. We always like talking with former athletes. And, man, I, I don't want to even beat around the bush. I just want to get right into it, man. We talk about your career. You played at Nebraska. You played at Buffalo. Two legendary coaches, man. You played for Tom Osborne and Marv Levy. Like, just, just what type of impact do those guys have? You were part of those organizations. So indulge us a little bit with that. You know what? It's – uh. It's something you don't really realize until after the fact, you know, and then, you you know, after the fact, you realize, well, I got coached by Hall of Fame guys in college and Hall of Fame guys and the pros, you know, and actually Frank Linty, he's a Hall of Famer, too, here in Chicago, the coach I played for in high school. So I had the luxury of playing for three Hall of Fame guys throughout my career. And it's uh, and Marv Levy and Tom Osborne are a lot alike, you know, what I mean, as far as their you know, the way they approach the game cerebrally. Yeah. And and uh Coach Osborne never I never heard him say a swear word. You know, if he said if he said dag nub dag or <laughs> gosh darn it, he might as well went into a Richard Pryor epitaph of things, you know that, what I mean? That that's his level of swearing. Yeah, right? it's, uh, yeah, you you in trouble. Dag Nabbit, oh you're in trouble. You're, you're running. You're running. Yeah, yes. All right. So let me ask, like, just to educate people on who you are, because, you know, I looked at your stats and you got drafted by the Bills and you played at Nebraska. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. you know, Nebraska at the time man, was, was just a powerhouse. I mean, you, you guys right. were unbelievable. But, you know, you weren't a guy that was running for a thousand yard seasons in college. Right. But, but, you know, the way Nebraska kind of ran their offense, they kind of had a place for you. So tell everybody, like, especially our millennial listeners that don't even right. know. They, they have no they idea. Don't, right. They don't know what right. Nebraska used to be. So right. what was it? So the so the option I formation, I play wing back and wing back is basically the second fullback. So, and, you know, as far as anything, any option plays, you know, towards the side, I'm picking off first line of defense. That was my job. And, you know, uh, you end up becoming, like my father always told me, never do a bad job good because you end up doing it all the time. <laughs> that, that, that ended up being, you know, my life, you know what I mean? So I ended up being playing fullback and blocking, you know, for – you know, Derek Brown and Calvin Jones, and Kenny Clark, you know, the, it's a list of guys in Nebraska. And then I ended up blocking for Thurman too. Mm. And when I got to Buffalo, so it's just, you know, a thing of a kind of a, they kind of get the ball a little bit more now at fullback position. If, if they have, yeah, one. I was going to say like people, we might even have to explain to some if people have what, what a fullback is. You know what? Uh, San Francisco uses one. And I believe if they use one, they use them a lot. And, you know, and uh, I don't know, it's just a, it's kind of a, a thankless position. But if someone like someone who's a real football knowledgeable person really, you know, understands what the fullback is and what you you know, how much you meant to the game, especially back when I came through. 
Oh yeah. All right, man. I remember a little bit after your time, like you go to the NFL and you got a guy like Lorenzo Neal that bounced around right, a few people, right, but right. everybody he blocked for became a thousand yard right. rusher. I mean, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's just kind of a lost aspect of the game. Um, so, so all that being said, you being not the first, but the second fullback, uh, you know, a different position then what was your playing weight back then? How big a guy were you to take on those hits and those blocks? You know what? When I was in college, I weighed two thirty. uh, when the draft was approaching, I was asked to uh, to bulk up, you know, try to get to around 250. So at the combine, I was I weighed 248 at the combine, and I ran a 448, you know, at a 248. So basically, and I did well, and you know, as far as all the drills are concerned. So hence getting drafted, you know, where I got drafted. Mm. So it ended up making you a little bit more versatile when you got to the uh, the NFL because you were able to do a little bit on special teams. Right, so, so right. like pr primarily there, like how did you how did you line up? Was it just kickoffs? Was it punts? Well, listen, kickoff, punt, punt return. That you, you had to do that during the season to uh, to keep your job. You know what I mean? You had to do that to keep your job because other than that, there's no real place. You know for for a fullback in Jim Kelly's K gun offense. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know, except for short yards goal line, which was kind of my thing. And then the uh, the main thing I think I did was keep Thurman healthy. Like, so, like the, so, you know how preseason is now, you know, where you have guys and they don't really play. Like, Thurman really wouldn't play till the last preseason game. Right. So, when I got there, I had played, you know, I was fast enough to play tailback. So, they played me not at fullback, but at tailback all through the preseason. Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd lead the lead the, I led the team in rushing three preseasons in a row. I mean, that was your chance to shine, man. You had that to show it. up. That was it. That was it. You know what I mean? So it was awesome. You know what I mean? It was awesome time. And then, you know, being, you know, uh, lucky and blessed enough to play with great coaches and to play with, play with great players. You know what I mean? At one point in time, I looked around the huddle, you know, and it was kind of like a, a aha moment. You know, you got Jim Kelly and Thurman and, Andre Reed, Hall of Famers, right? Kent Hall, right, right. J James Lofton, come on, man. You know what I mean? And that's just something. What you know, you uh, you know, in Buffalo is rabbit. You know, the fans are rabbit, just like Nebraska. So I kind of went to Nebraska and the pros because there's nothing else there. You know what I mean? In Nebraska, there are no professional teams, so we were the professional team. And in Buffalo, there are no other teams. So you're the team. We, we got the Sabres, you know what I mean? But that's a different deal. There's no baseball. There's no basketball. Right. So, you know, you can always have an opportunity to go, you know, everybody, all those crazy fans in Buffalo know everybody on the roster from the top guy to the last guy. So it wasn't like, you know, you would, uh, you know, fall to the wayside as far as fans go because they know who you are. Yeah, you probably can't go Sabres. anywhere in town, right? They're going to they're gonna they pick know, you they out. Know, they know exactly who you are. You know, and I came along, you know, right at the embryonic stages of that, the Bills Mafia. <laughs> you know, and, and that that is just the most unbelievable thing. You know, I mean, I went back to a game and uh I'm not really a drinker drinker, you know what I mean? I went back to a game and uh I was walking through and ran into some mafia people. I didn't even make it to the game. Mm. They they they, they just, just party look party they got party you in the parking lot they park they park in the parking lot and then those guys jumping off of trucks and jumping through tables and 
did, lighting themselves on fire. I mean, so like, did you did a, you did you power bomb anybody through a table or did you? No, uh, no, no. You just no, watched. No. Okay. Yeah, I just kind of, I just kind of watched. At least, <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully, there's no videotape. But ah, uh, we we won't look for it. So you know, that leads me to a question. You know, playing for Nebraska at such a you know passionate fan base. Um, you know, maybe you've gotten a chance to get back there. You know, sometime. Right. You know, in the recent Definitely. memory here. Yeah. So. So is, is that what Buffalo is now? Is it more like a college atmosphere compared to anywhere else in the NFL? Definitely. Definitely. Just because of the fan base and because of the small market, you know what I mean? And just in the, the, the ownership, like the ownership, the Pagulas are awesome. You know what I mean? They took over for, you know, when Ralph Wilson passed, they kind of they bought the team and they're awesome people and they've taken care of, you know, the alumni the way they should. So what's all this static about the stadium and maybe Buffalo can end up moving and stuff like that? Like that, that would be like the Packers moving to me. Like that's just a legacy yeah, team that needs to not. You move. know what? They gotta. They have to threaten that. You know what I mean? To get what they want is political. So you know they have to say you know it's like some say we're gonna go on strike and then they never go on strike. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's something that they have to th- throw on the table just to level the playing field. But you know I think they're gonna give them what they want. They probably give them a new stadium and a bunch of stuff, but Orchard Park, New York, is awesome. Big Tree Inn is a place right there next to the we got the best chicken wings on earth. Real <laughs> live buffalo wings. I, is it, so, what's the name of it? Big Tree. Big Tree. Big Tree. Yeah, it's right okay. there, right outside the stadium. Okay, we we got a couple of different bills. People have come on the show before, and I feel like we get a different answer every time about uh about the wings up there. So I'll have to put that one in the in the in the roulette here. We'll see which one's the right one. But uh, all right, so let me let me ask just as far as following the game today specifically, let's just keep it with the NFL. Do you still keep up with the Bills pretty much? Are you watching on a regular basis? Hundred percent. I watch them every week. Once a bill, always a bill, right? That mafia, is good. you know, you, mm-hmm. you you try to get out, but you can't, right? You're just stuck yeah. in the mafia. You, you don't even you don't even try to get out. The thing, the thing <laughs> is, is it's just such a uh, it's such a passionate thing, and you know, you feel it. And you know, when Coach Marv was there, you know, and I talk to Coach Marv every now and again. I see he's here in Chicago, so okay. You know, it, it's a uh, it's an awesome thing. Buffalo's an awesome place. The, the best quote from a coach ever is a Marv Levy quote. One of my favorite things to say, because everyone's an armchair quarterback. Everybody's a Monday morning quarterback. They're always analyzing everything. And Marv Levy one time said that the day you start listening to the fans is the day you'll be sitting next to the fans. And, uh, I, and I'm like, he's absolutely right, man. Cause everybody gets so bent out of shape. And, uh, when things aren't going well, that's usually how fans are, but things are going really well for Buffalo right now. Uh, I mean, what, what's the, what's the key here? What has changed? This is a team not too long ago that was just kind of middle of the road. And, you know, they made, they ended the playoff drought and that was a huge deal. And they went to Jacksonville, but now like they're a, they're a perennial favorite all of a sudden. I think it's the, uh, the family aspect of it all. Cause we had the same thing, you know what I mean? The family aspect of the team and the guys are really tight and close knit. And it's, a, uh, and when that happens, you, you know, it's a different brotherhood, you know, it's not as much work as in other places. If that makes sense to you. You know what I mean? A lot of times it turns into work, you know, and you can tell you, you know, which teams I'm talking about. Sometimes it's work, man. And you go and you you punch the clock and you get out trying to get out of there, right. you know. And Buff and you know in Buffalo back when I played, it was, I mean, we enjoyed each other, man. You know what I mean? 
even though we hate each other sometimes with the bickering bills. If you I don't know if you remember that, I, I know what you're talking about. But uh, it's a it's a love hate thing, and it's more love. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're going to have a little bit of that. You're going to war with each other, you know, practice gets chippy, all that kind of stuff. I, I get it, right. but I know what you're saying too. Don't treat it like a job. Don't treat it like the person right. working the nine to five, you know, the right. accountant's right. office, you know, that's right. Fun. But that happens. That happens. You see it. You can see it in people's faces. Mm. So you, you got a prediction on the year? Like are, are the bills legitimate Super Bowl contenders? Are they just going to be AFC championship? Like, what do you think? You know what, man? Kansas City is not really playing like they usually do. So, I believe we got a shot. Is that a blip, or are they going to come back around, or is that defense and KC just too damaged? I think the defense is too damaged. I think we'll eat them up. It's like we ate them up because, you know, it was the last week. Uh, yeah, it's gonna. It's tough. It's hard to make a prediction, you know what I mean, because you never know injuries. And, but hopefully – Hopefully we make it back to the AFC Championship, and then hopefully we go ahead and make the Super Bowl. It's been a long time. No, we we know a lot can happen. That's for sure. Uh, so I do have a couple of people that ask me if the Bills do win the Super Bowl, are you going to go to Disneyland with them? Though they want to know. No, I'm not going to Disneyland, but I definitely go to Buffalo. <laughs> hey, you know what? Because I guarantee, be right. I guarantee, I guarantee Buffalo will be more fun than Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> I, Even I in the snow. You probably can't do the things they do in Buffalo or Disneyland, if I had to guess. Uh, so no, that... no, no. We had a uh, at one point in time, it was uh, it was snowing so much, and we had to go to practice. So uh, Kent Hall and uh, Parker, <laughs> they had like snowmobiles, and they come pick you up at your house. Go pick you up at your house in the snowmobile, hop on back snowmobile, go to the stadium. <laughs> Now, I had somebody tell me that in Buffalo, they don't have driveways in most of the houses because the, the weather's so bad. They just have gravel. Is that true? That's true. <laughs> That's crazy. I guess the concrete wouldn't freeze or something. I don't right. know. Right. Oh, the, the concrete is slick. You can, you can only get traction in gravel. Mm. All right. So one more thing on Buffalo, just before we move on, uh, what do you miss most about Buffalo? I know you said you got a chance to go back a couple of times. You still talk to Marv Levy every now and then. But, like, what do you miss most about Buffalo? You know what, you, you know, you miss the game, you know, you miss the practices, you miss the stuff that people don't see more than, you know, you miss the, pra like, practice was awesome. You know, I got to see, you know, I got to see uh, Bruce Smith and Daryl Talley up close and personal, Cornelius Bennett, you know, every day, every day, you know what I mean? And now, and this, you know, as a young kid coming in, you know, I was blessed to have been in that situation. So uh, I'm, I'm going to hit on some guys you played with here in a second, but I want to swing back to Nebraska because I did have some people kind of go out of their way and they, they wanted to know if you still are following Nebraska pretty close. 100%. 100%. And, and what, what are your thoughts on Scott Frost, man? How's he doing? Is it just going to take some you know time what, or is he in trouble? You know, they're recruiting my, my youngest boy right now. He's a I've, quarterback. I, I, I've, I've seen you mention some things about yeah, him online. Yeah, so, so, yeah. so uh, I think, you know what, man? It's hard to to figure out because I only know one way to do things, you know, and that's the Tom Osborne way, and that's usually the correct way. And uh, Scott, being a, a, a Osborne disciple, you would figure he would do things that way, you know, coming from Nebraska and playing from Nebraska. But I mean, people don't people don't realize he didn't even go to Nebraska. He went to Stanford first. 
Yeah. He went to Stanford and transferred back when it didn't work out. So a lot of people don't, uh, don't realize that it's a bunch of stuff people don't realize, you know, and it's, uh, uh, I don't know if you've seen the, the Lawrence Phillips documentary. I, yeah, I have, I know. Yeah. Lawrence so, Phillips is an interesting so story. It's a, so it's a, and, and Scott was kind of involved in that in a way. I don't even want to really talk about that. That's one thing I don't want to talk about. No, that's but, fine. We but, won't go but there. It's, uh, but, I mean, is he, is he our guy? Is, you know what I mean? Ah. So, so whether or not Scott may or may not be the guy, I mean, he's there. And, and you right. know, he's got, he's got a track record beforehand. But Nebraska right. Right. has been extremely difficult to win at. And, and to me, like, as just the outside looking in, when they got away from their identity, like when you were there and what right. that, what that mentality was, that style of play. Right. And they tried to, I, I hate to say it this way, but they tried to modernize the offense and right, try to change right. it. A bit. And that's not right. what they, that was, uh, that's that not was where Cal- their bread that was, was buttered. That was Callahan. Yeah. That, that, that kind of, you know, and uh, Scott, uh, coach Solich, who just Solich. retired at, uh, he just retired in Ohio as the win- winningest coach in the Mac. And he, uh, he, got fired he went nine and three and got fired yeah ever since that happened it's been strange and you know not really uh nebraska football you know and uh coach osborne came back as the ad they ended up getting you know bo pelini in there but bo pelini didn't fit in socially and that you matters in mean? college a big time especially yeah, in a program in like socially. nebraska and, it, and not that he wasn't a good coach it's just everybody hated him because he was uh he wasn't a Republican, you know what I mean? He kind of cussed too much. It was, he was like the opposite of Tom Osborne. Right. And no, I mean, Nebraska is a small state, man, and, and there's still a state that, that puts 70000 at their spring game. You know, I mean, right, they're, right, they're supporting right. their program, but right. you know, that's the difference in college. You got you to gotta wine and dine, you know, the the admin, the boosters, all that stuff just as everything, much. Everything has to work, you know I mean? He was kind of a, you know, hothead – I thought he was a decent coach, but then we got, then it got worse and it got worse, mm. you know, until we got to Scott and then everybody was thinking Scott was going to be the savior. Oh, uh, look what he did at UCF. <laughs> He's going to turn it around overnight. Yeah. 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 But, oh, even at Oregon, you know, he was, he was a uh, office coordinator at Oregon all those years. And look what they did. They did well when he was there. They did well. It's just that uh, it's such a fickle situation in college and, you know, you got, you know, you got four years and you have to keep the thing going. You know what I mean? You have to keep this thing going. That's why a lot of college coaches don't survive in the pros because once after four years, if you play longer than four years, you've heard all the stories. Yeah. You've heard all the stories. So it gets old. You know what I mean? So now you're, you're a seven-year veteran and you listen to this coach. Like, it's the same shit he was talking about four years ago. So it's but that's the one thing in college where you can you can continue to regurgitate you say the same stories over speeches. and over again. Yeah, right. Your speeches and stuff, and it, it works. But in the pros, it don't work that way. Ask my man in uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, I, I was going to ask, man, on a completely unrelated <laughs> note. I was going to ask you: our, our over under for Urban Meyer is uh, Halloween. Does he make it past yeah. Halloween? Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> No idea. He's having a good time, though. I'll tell you what. There there wasn't anybody in the league that wasn't happier to hear about John Gruden than Urban Meyer because it took all the heat off of him for a minute. Exactly. Exactly. 
and, and real quick, man, let me touch on that. Like you hear stuff like that come out about Gruden and all the stuff that's going on with the Raiders, man. Like I, I, I don't even want to get into like the, you know, validity of what he did was wrong. We, you know, it is, but right, my, my right. thing is, do you feel like the NFL is holding the cards too close to the chair? Is there more to this story about Washington and other things I mean, how is it that we get 600,000 emails and all you get is a thing about Gruden? You know what? It's, I think it, the NFL is kind of uh, kind of shady in a way. You know what I mean? You no, get, that's, just, that's just like, that's like the NCAA, man. You know what I mean? You don't get caught unless you step on somebody's toes yeah. and then you get caught. Because everybody knows when the NCAA is coming to town. Everybody knows when, you know, everybody knows. It's not like it's a secret. So if, if you don't know and you get caught doing something, that's because somebody wanted you to get caught. Because yeah. you stepped on something. It's like, was it that, was that Urban Meyer that got, got in trouble too? Well, Urban Meyer NCAA? got in trouble. Well, uh, I don't know. I felt like he did at Florida and then uh, – I don't know. I feel like every time he was about to get in trouble with the NCAA, he he had a medical condition, and then he right to a different right. team a couple of years later. So right, right. That's how you do it. You got to know how to play the game. But he but he stepped on toes. You know what I mean? He stepped on toes, just like Barry Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer stepped on toes. Yeah. You know, so therefore you get snagged. You get snagged with different stuff. It's not and it's not like stuff that's been going everywhere. I think people have to remember that Roger Goodell works for the owners and nobody else. And they pay him $45 million a year to do a lot of damage control. So I don't think they want a uh, Donald Sterling case on their hand, like the Clippers had there a few years ago. So they're uh, right. Exactly. It's, it's, uh, it's not the time. It's not the time to say anything racial. It's not the time to say anything against homosexuality. It's not the time you'll get eaten alive. Yeah. And, and and that was a, this is an email from 11 years ago. I, I know. Well, you know, he, had, he he doubled down with some ones from uh, 2018 too. I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those but, were uh, even worse. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I guess they were sending uh, topless uh, cheerleader pictures to him too. So, I, but I like heard that today, and I'm like, well, who sent? Is that is that Bruce Allen sending those? Like, I I just want to know how have we not heard anything about Dan Snyder yet? That's driving me crazy. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, that's ownership. Ownership's different than coaches. Oh, I know. I know. Ownership's yeah. different. Ownership, they run the show. They, well, that's they, they didn't, happening. they don't like Gruden they, anyway. Nobody, nobody's getting caught. Yeah, he talks too much. He mm -hmm. talks, and he's kind of cocky. You know what I mean? And his brother was coaching there while this was going on. So that's probably, uh, you know, easy target for him. Who knows what he was right. saying to them the whole time. But anyway, right. I, I can, we could go on and on about this. I don't want to keep you all right. night. I do have a couple more questions for you. So right. when we talk about just playing, you can, you can go back to your college days. You can go to the NFL. Uh, just the, the best athlete you ever played with, like just somebody, whether practice or in the game, you know, may Steve not have been. Tasker. Steve, Steve Tasker. Tasker. Man, people hands, do not remember that guy. Hands down, hands down. I've seen, I've seen Steve Tasker. So Chris Moore was our punter. I've seen Steve Tasker at least over the years I was there at least three or four times. Take the ball off his foot. Wow! Like not block the punt. Just take take the ball off of his foot. I mean, Steve Tasker is a guy that I know he made multiple Pro Bowls. But he just he just played special teams, but he was so. But he's good. he's the re, he's the reason they have the special team spot on the Pro Bowl because he was always making plays. Because he deserved because he deserved to be there. 
Yeah, he, yeah, he was a guy he's, that was all, he's, all you know what? Yeah, man. He's uh I played with a bunch of great guys. Steve is Steve is definitely top three. <laughs> top I, three. I, I'll I'll take it. Uh who is the uh who's the guy that probably you had the biggest collision with? Anybody that just really knocked you on your butt or got you knocked silly anytime, just you being in that fullback or tight end mode, anything like that. Daryl Talley. Daryl Talley. All day. And I wish he'd get in the Hall of Fame too. Daryl Talley was awesome. Spider-Man. Why why isn't great, he? Why isn't he in the Hall of Fame? You know what, man? I guess it just didn't, you know, he was our he was our spiritual leader too. You know what I mean? It wasn't like it wasn't Bruce wasn't our spiritual leader. It was Daryl all those years. You know what I mean? And he just uh he's just that guy that leads the team and really didn't get a lot of credit. I mean, all the guys who play with him. He's the man who's who runs the show. Daryl runs the show. Bruce might be the most talented dude on earth. And, you know, and probably is. But Daryl Talley, I go, I go to work with Daryl Talley any day. Mm. Well, I guess you had to in practice. You had to learn to absorb him hits, right? 100%. Right. <laughs> 100%. All right. So what have you been up to after football, man? You're back in Chicago. You mentioned your son, you know, what, what is he a junior or a senior? Where, He's where's... a senior. He's a okay. senior Phillips, Phillips Academy. So why He's isn't he, well. why didn't he play fullback? What happened there? Because yeah, uh, hopefully, you know, we, uh, we, uh, <laughs> we continue to grow as football players in my family. So football being a, being a, uh, Cro-Magnon position, we wanted to evolve, <laughs> we wanted to evolve the Turner name. So both my boys are quarterbacks, my oldest and my youngest. Okay. Al's the youngest. Uh he's 18. Okay. So is he the senior? The youngest is the senior. Yeah, he's yeah. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. So uh is your oldest playing college ball or is he done? No, my oldest is done. He was at uh he was at uh what's the name of that school he was at? Oh Cover Stockton. He played at Cover Stockton and uh in Missouri. And then uh so now he's just relaxing and trying to get education and live, live another dream now. There you go. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Football don't last right. forever, man. No, no we, it doesn't. We know it that. doesn't. It doesn't. Mm. All right, man. So, uh, he, he's, how involved are you in his recruiting process? Like when they, when they're, I don't know how it works. 5,000%. 5, 5, 5, right, so everything, everything comes through me. So, so it's, uh, he's got some, some pretty good, uh, stuff on the table you know what i mean and i think you know he'll be fine has he taken yeah. any visits yet or is he uh just uh waiting for a certain time no we we did the nebraska visit right off the top just because he's been there and his godparents live there but other than that we're gonna wait till you know everything's been weird because of COVID. yeah that's why i was asking so yeah. after this year so after the season probably be the major moving around time for us all right, man. Well, hey, best of luck. Hopefully, uh, you know, get somewhere where at least they're going to cultivate that young man and let him turn into be a great football player. But I'm sure if yes, not, sir. you know, dad's going to be right there to, to crack some heads if he's got to be. Right. Exactly. Man. All right, Nate. Well, man, I appreciate you giving me some time this evening, man. We'll definitely get this out to, to all the fans to hear. Like, we love interacting with uh, different NFL players. You know, we got this group that we started on Facebook. And, uh, right. 
you know, you're one of many guys that have played in the league that we've gotten here. And, uh, you know, we definitely look forward to connecting with a lot of different guys. And, uh, you know, if you're ever interested in coming back on the show, we'll do some uh, lead pipe locks and stuff like that, man. If you're ever down for that, we'll bring you back and see if you can uh, best us, man. We got this one guy that he puts uh, the guys at Bleacher Report to shame. And, and now Bleacher Report doesn't show their uh, overall records anymore because of this. Oh, case. wow. Wow. Uh, Anyway, we've had we've had a couple a uh, couple guys come on and hold their own, but uh, if you're ever down right. for that, we'd love to have you. All right, cool. All right, brother. Well, Nate, it was a pleasure, man. Appreciate you giving me the time again, and uh, as always, uh, be safe out there, and uh, hopefully, we'll uh, cross paths again down the road. Okay. Thank you. God bless. All right, you too, Nate. Thanks, man. All right, take a lot. Yep.